It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law, featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner with the law firm of Malk and Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to MalkBaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call at 312-726-1243. The abortion movement is full of deception. How can we help others to see the truth? Well, today I'm speaking with Ryan Baumberger, founder of Radiance Foundation, a life-affirming not-for-profit that finds creative ways to expose the abortion industry while dispelling misconceptions about the pro-life movement. As a child conceived by rape whose mother chose adoption instead of abortion, Ryan's own story is unique and defies the misinformation of the quote-unquote unwanted child. Ryan, you've been on our show before. I'm delighted to have you back. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be back. Let's just jump right in here. There's so many things that we could discuss, and and your ministry is involved in so many different aspects of challenging our culture, not only on abortion, but on a lot of the issues that are going on today. Uh, Give us a background. Tell us a little bit about your story so people uh, know where you're coming from. Well, sure, because sometimes when a guy talks about abortion, people challenge you, why are you talking about abortion? Which is really odd to me, considering that men are 50% responsible for the biological equation. So and we, we also get abortion, say, by the way. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're the recipients of that, that violence um, and can't do anything to stop the violence if you're the father. But, you know, it's in my blood. The whole reason why I do what I do is because I could have been aborted. As you mentioned, my, my birth mom went through the horror and the violence of, of rape and yet was courageous enough to choose life for me. And not only choosing life uh, for me and for her, um, she gave me the incredible gift of adoption. I grew up in a small family of 15. I have six brothers, six sisters. Ten of us were adopted, and we're, we're just a mixture. We're white and black. Native American, Vietnamese, I'm biracial, black and white, just a mixture of of kids who also have differing abilities. Some of us have learning disabilities. Some of us have physical disabilities. Every one of us loved by uh, two parents who had no idea what they're getting into, adopting 10 kids, but they loved all of us. So that's why I'm so passionate about this issue. That's how the Radiance Foundation came about, because it's predicated partly on my story of adoption. And, and I'm taking it, part of that story of adoption is, is uh, your adopting parents were believers. 100%. Love Jesus. Love yeah. people. And that love is so manifest in, in the family that they chose to raise. My goodness. Well, all right, let's go back. So let's talk a little bit about Radiance. What are you doing? How We, we know your background a little bit. How did that end up with Radiance? Well, I used to be a creative director working with ad agencies for years and years, about 13 years. And my wife, Bethany, my favorite woman on the planet, uh, was a teacher for 13 years. And we wanted to figure out how do we address these tough culture-shaping issues and equip people, especially Christians, to know how to talk about these issues, how to engage in these issues, because we felt so many people were just shrinking away from crucial conversations. So we started the Radiance Foundation to illuminate, educate, and motivate. We want to illuminate the truth that every human life is purpose. 
want to educate people about a myriad of social issues in the context of God-given purpose. And then that last part, which is not easy, but we, we want to motivate people. Don't just hold that knowledge to yourself. It's kind of like the book of James says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. And so we started the Radius Foundation to combine Bethany's educational background and her passion to, to teach people and my creative background to um, figure out different ways of saying perhaps some of the same things, but in ways that would resonate differently with people. And so whether we do it through ad campaigns, whether it's our fearless journalism, our live speaking events, or our, our outreaches, we just are so passionate about illuminating that every human life is purpose. And that's really what we're dedicated to. So when you say every human life has purpose, what, what are you really saying on that? Um, that's way beyond a cliche, and, and we, we hear these kinds of things. So what do you mean by that, and, and where is that coming from? Well, it comes from a, a basic understanding of our humanity. Where did we come from? I mean, are we created by equal by government? Are we created equal by God? And that whole thing, anytime someone touts human rights, human rights, well, where do they come from? Where does our, our purpose come from? I mean, if we're just random mutations from years and years of evolution, then nothing's important. But if we were intentionally created, then there is meaning behind all of this. And having grown up in, in a family where so many of us were so easily written off by the world, I, I was loved like crazy by two parents who helped unleash that purpose to help me understand that I had intrinsic worth, that an irrevocable and in equal worth. And as a father now of four, two of my kiddos are also adopted. I can't help but impart that same thing to them. And so, you know, I also worked as a mentor for, I don't know, 15 years. Kids who grew up in the, the most desperate situations. And it's amazing what happens when you speak life into despair and how it radically changes everything. So this is not a cliche. It's 100% who we are because we've lived it out. And so that's why we're, we're so passionate about illuminating that fact in a culture that just does not have a handle on how precious every human life is. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Mauk and Baker. If you're just tuning in, make sure to visit MaukBaker.com to hear the rest of this interview. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook or Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, we're speaking with Ryan Bomberger, founder of Radiance Foundation. We've been talking about his experiences in growing up, but also the ministry or the calling or the purpose that he has. So, Ryan, let, let's just jump in with some of those. Um, you're working to dispel misinformation and to give hope, to give truth. So, what kinds of misinformation does Radiance address? Well, first of all, I... I consider myself a factivist. We have plenty of activists out there who are moving purely on emotion. But we as Christians especially should be able to fuse the evidential and the emotional. And that's why, you know, one of our slogans for Radiance Foundation is less activism, more factivism. And one of, there's so much misinformation. It's like, where do you even begin? But I think I'll begin at the beginning. <laughs> when it comes to pro-abortion activists, they're always talking about clump of cells and it's just a blob of tissues. They are always denying basic science, basic human embryology. They want to say that it's a religious belief where you, you know, believe that life begins at conception. In fact, I, I kind of... <laughs> I get aggravated when I hear politicians say, well, I believe life begins at conception. No, it's not just a belief. It is a scientific fact. 
I love Dr. Micheline Matthews Roth, who is a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. She says, very simply, quote, it is scientifically correct to say that an individual human life begins at conception, end quote. This is just not even an argument among embryologists, but among pro-abortion activists who want to dehumanize that living being because you have to in order to justify the violence against it. They, they have to deny basic science. So that's just one of the many things about misinformation, you know, that abortion is health care, that abortion is a social good, um, that <laughs> with the whole thing with abortion being health care, well, health care is supposed to improve one's health, but there are a myriad of things physiologically, emotionally, psychologically that, that, that cause damage to the woman. And of course, the father too. I don't want to leave out the father because they are emotionally and psychologically impacted as well. And so there are so many things, um, so much misinformation. And this is why our mainstream media has failed miserably because they don't provide the objective information. And thank God for the pro-life movement. You have you know, organizations like Live Action that are constantly highlighting the truth about uh, human development, the, con- the truth about how abortion impacts women, so this is part of what we do to to highlight the fake health that abortion actually is. Uh, well, I'm going to cut in. Just uh, we're going to run out of time for this first segment, but I'm going to start us into a new question, and that's why has choice become so important in our society? Because responsibility is becoming less important. <laughs> I mean, choice is crucial for a society that wants to have less responsibility. It, Choice seems to, you know, indicate that there's, there's going to be freedom, but it's actually more bondage, more options to fall, more options to be broken. See, in my opinion, choice is important because euphemisms are necessary in order to push this false freedom, in order to cause confusion. And that's exactly what it does. Choice is just a euphemism. Clarity of language is dangerous to pro-abortion activists. They don't want, and it's not, just, it's not just the abortion issue, it's any cultural issue that leads people astray. Clarity of language is dangerous, and that's why choice is so important, because people don't want the responsibility. They don't want to look at the consequences, the ramifications of their behavior, and they also want to ignore the fact that, that they, they don't believe that it's compassionate for someone to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is going to cause you harm. No one wants to hear that, and so... That's why I believe that the word choice and the whole embrace of that euphemism is so important to society that is becoming more and more narcissistic. You know, I, when I think of choice, I think the real underlying understanding of that is I am my own person and I can make any decisions I want with regard to my own body. I am not subject to any creator. I'm not, there is, I make up my own rules. That's what I hear when I hear uh, choice spoken the way it is used with abortion. Well, it's also this, this thought that somehow what I do doesn't affect anyone else. Everything that we do, either directly or indirectly, affects someone else. And of course, choice, quote-unquote choice, uh, causes the, the death, the violent death of another human being. So it's always affecting someone else. Uh, coming up, uh, we will be talking further with Ryan Bomberger, founder of the Radiance Foundation about some of the lies put forth by the abortion industry and its supporters. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus.
Hi, I'm Ashley. My husband and I really wanted to adopt, but we were intimidated by all of the adoption regulations and paperwork. We needed an attorney who not only understood the law, but also cared for our family. That's what we found with the attorneys at Malcolm Baker. The team at Malcolm Baker not only carefully guided us through the adoption process, but they also regularly took the time to pray for our growing family. It's so clear that their dedication to the gospel drives what they do. Call us at 312-726-1243. That's 312-726-1243. And let's talk. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney at Malkin Baker, a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, we're speaking with Ryan Bomberger, founder of the Radiance Foundation. And when we ended the last segment, we were talking a little bit about choice and why choice is so important in our society. But I want to, I want to take that a little different direction. Um, Ryan, the, the, the uh, pro-abortion movement doesn't really want you to have a lot of choices uh, in terms of how you communicate your message or getting the message out so people can really think about what they're doing. Tell us a little bit about what you've experienced in that area. Well, it's interesting because their, their euphemism, you know, choice only applies to them. It's, it's really faux choice because in that they, they prevent you from being able to speak freely. I mean, look at social media. Twitter, Facebook, suppressing content, denying ads. We have not been able to advertise on Facebook, not been able to advertise on Twitter, have been shadow banned. I mean, there's all kinds of suppression from, from those who are allies of the abortion industry. And then you have activists who always want to shut you down. <laughs> Anytime, I mean, heaven forbid, on a college campus where you typically hear a singular perspective on the issue of abortion, someone comes in and brings in an informed perspective and they want to shut you down. So... It's kind of a shame. It's it's a tragic reflection of of where we are as a country that is predicated on the First Amendment, free speech, but people want to shut you down. In fact, they even want to call pro-life speech hate speech. That's how far they've gone. On some of the campuses we've gone on, you know, University of Texas in Austin, for instance, they try to smoke bomb us out of our presentation. And, you know, they failed. I mean, the, the entire building had to be evacuated. We moved to another building. We continued. But this is the kind of thing that concerns me. You know, are students being taught to fear? Are they being taught to think? And when it comes to the issue of abortion, we're seeing over and over again, not just with students, but with tech giants and their leaders, they are afraid to have the discussion. So let's talk then about how, how does Radiance um, percolate that discussion? What do you do? Different ways. When we first started, we were in Atlanta. Now, my wife's from New York City. I'm from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, from, you know, Amish and all that. I'm not Amish. But anyway, we started this this organization down in Atlanta, and so we decided to tackle two of the toughest issues, race and abortion, at the same time. And it was an explosion, something that we weren't even really prepared for, covered massively by mainstream media. So one of our billboard campaigns that dealt with the, the hugely disproportionate impact of abortion in the black community. Now, I'm, I'm black and white. I'm biracial. Uh, I'm as black as Obama. That's how I usually describe myself. Thankfully, ideologically, there's nothing alike <laughs> between the two of us. But we tackled this issue um, through billboard campaigns, through social media campaigns. We, 
we do thousands of hours of research and write these articles, these factivist articles, if you will. Uh, we create a lot of original content, whether they're videos, memes, fact sheets, and a lot of these elements are also used when we do these live presentations in, in various venues, whether it's colleges, conferences, Capitol Hill briefings, whether we're holding a rally outside of the Supreme Court. Our passion is, is the same. We want to bring context and clarity to these cultural issues. And with the issue of abortion, we feel like we have to break through. And so we've, we've launched these billboard campaigns, over 500 billboards across the country in different cities, and they've never been taken down, but there's been so much massive media coverage on these because we defy the left's narrative. I defy the left's narrative. How, someone who's brown, who's pro-life, and wait, he's adopted, and he's an adoptive father, they don't like that narrative. And well, so, let me ask you, I'm looking at a picture of, of the first billboard uh, that was launched in Atlanta, Georgia, and, and it says, um, what I can read of it, endangered species, and it has a, a picture of a black child and too many aborted.com, I think is what it says. That's a, that's a rather um, provocative uh, billboard you've got up there. Tell, tell us what you're doing with that. Yes, black children are endangered species, too many aborted.com, more endangered by death by abortion, with abortion rates up to five times higher. Where in New York City, the home of Planned Parenthood, more black babies were aborted than born alive for the past several decades. This past year is the first year where it actually fell below the number of being born alive. We were trying to highlight this and highlight the resources. And, you know, working with Dr. Alveda King, good friend of ours now, uh, Love that woman. She's an amazing person. We were trying to highlight what we saw as systemic racism. What is systemic racism? The continued racism, the DNA of Planned Parenthood. And wow, the reaction was crazy. I mean, New York Times, USA Today, CNN, MSNBC, they didn't know how to handle this. And of course, pro-abortion activists, I mean, they're calling us the racists, which is so insane. Like, I don't recall racists ever trying to or purportedly white racist, I guess, trying to save black lives. But yet this was a team of black civil rights leaders leading this initiative and yet calling us racist for somehow highlighting where abortion is felt most statistically and culturally. And so we, we went on from that billboard to do others, Black and Beautiful, and we were denounced by the NAACP. We were sued by the NAACP. How crazy is that? Sued by the NAACP because I wrote in an article, I parodied their name. I called them the National Association for the Abortion of Colored People because they actively partner with Planned Parenthood. So on one hand, they're saying black lives matter, but on the other hand, they're partnering with the leading killer of black lives. So we were sued. Two years later, Alliance Defending Freedom represented us, and we, we won in court. But it's a surreal sort of thing that's going on when we talk about abortion and race. And we always come from a factual standpoint. We can stand behind every assertion that we make. But our heart is to save beautiful possibility, whether black, white, or any hue in between. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Ryan Baumberger, founder uh, of the Radiance Foundation. We've been talking about uh, abortion and the black community. And we're hearing from Ryan a passion in terms of wanting to save lives and also finding that, that his message is, is being uh, opposed at every turn. So why would 
they oppose your message. What's going on when it seems that there's such a direct line uh, between your message and the well-being, let's say, of the black community? What's, what's the objection? I mean, I have to understand that part of this is a spiritual dynamic, of course, because you can say all the facts that you want, and there are people who will just be willingly blind to it. And then there's part of this narrative that, you know, the pro-life movement is really only just old white men, which I think is so funny, because if you look at the pro-life movement, it's old white men, it's old white women, it's young men, it's young women, it's black, white, every human between, all kinds of different backgrounds religiously. It, it is such a diverse movement. But they love pushing their false narrative, and they keep pushing it because they're the ones charging everyone else with racism, and they have to stick to that whole thing of white men trying to control you know, black women's bodies, which is nonsense. Um, of course, one, because in pregnancy we know that it's at least two bodies, the body of the woman and the body of at least one child in that pregnancy. But we're, we're, we're coming up against these, these false narratives, and they hate them. So there's all kinds of resistance to that. So... All right, let's let's just draw your resources of radiance. I, I'm not going to have nearly the time uh, to discuss this with you as I would love to. Tell us a little bit about what is radiance doing to help us to to not be intimidated and to be informed and to get us really out there speaking. One thing that we're so intent on doing is providing people context. So when they say things, you know, for instance, like the Black Lives Matter movement. And they, they talk about, you know, the number of black individuals killed by, by police and the police brutality is the civil rights issue of our day. And then we say, okay, any loss of life is tragic, but let's put things into context. A movement that says police brutality is the civil rights of our day and a movement that announces solidarity with Planned Parenthood, isn't there a problem? Because, for instance, in one year, 258 black individuals were killed by police. It's 2015. And that same year, 494 white people were killed by, by police. 80% of all those individuals were armed with a deadly weapon. Now, every day, 247 black lives, every day, 247 black lives are killed by Planned Parenthood. So what we do is we bring context. We, we talk about poverty. We talk about fatherlessness. We talk about uh, maternal mortality. And we put things into context. There are 700 women who tragically die a year due to pregnancy complications, and yet somehow that justifies the 1 million abortions a year. And we dig deep into these things so that we present people a, a far clearer picture of what's really going on. And when people want to talk about racism, we're not afraid to talk about it. I'll talk about racism, and I'll talk about the American Eugenics Society, and we'll talk about the history of, of those social policies and Jim Crow policies that dehumanize people of my complexion. And it changes people's minds, whether they're college campuses or a, a conference or a church. People get a whole different perspective, and so this is what we do. We create that content. We create the ads. We create the videos. We, we write the articles to help better inform people about what's truly going on and, and shatter this whole myth that somehow pro-lifers don't care about people after they're born. We are the ones who care about people after they're born. The, you know, the thousands of pregnancy centers, they're the ones who care for the mother and the baby, not just during pregnancy, but for years, at least two years after the baby is born. They provide maternal wear. They provide the baby boutiques with all the clothing, all the furniture. I mean, pro-lifers are the ones who deeply care about every human life in and out of the womb. Ryan, thanks for being on the show. How can people learn more about the work that you're doing and how to support Radiance Foundation? They can go to radiance.life. You can see all the original work that we do. Get involved. Pray for us. How about donate? 
Oh, they can do that too. We're five hundred one c three, so we will not turn away any kind of donation. But we that. we really love when people get involved and people feel empowered by what God has enabled us to create. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. You're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody.